0: This is Basketball More Than a Game with your hosts, Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Now here are Coaches G and Q. All right, this is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick. And you know what time it is? It's Basketball More Than a Game, the hottest podcast this side of a basketball court. So, Coach Q, what's popping?
1: Hey, what's going on, Coach G? You want to know what's popping with Coach Q? Well, Coach Q is so excited about our special guest via telephone today. We have an up-and-coming financial associate on the show. So after this short break, Coach G is going to come right back and introduce our special guest. So have those stocks and bonds ready and make sure those sneakers are laced up tight.
0: time it is and coach quick has already set the table so let's go ahead and do this introduction it gives me great honor and privilege that we have on once again it's been a few years but we have on none other than (laughs) mr aaron effort and somebody says aaron effort yeah he's been on before his dad was on a couple weeks so you know what we're starting out the new year right and like coach quick said make sure you have everything your pen and your paper ready to go for some financial tips and just life in general so aaron welcome to basketball more in the game
2: Oh, well, I appreciate it, Coach. Appreciate both you guys having me on. And I just wanted to quickly say uh, congrats on 100th episode. It's certainly an accomplishment, especially in, in the podcast world. So kudos to you guys for uh, keeping it running, but also doing it well at the same time.
0: Oh, man, you know, it's, it's, it's folks like yourself that allows us to, to stay on the air and keep it churning, and uh, we're really, really looking forward to it. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to the hottest co-host this side of a basketball coach, uh, basketball court, excuse me, Coach Q.
1: Hey, yes, sir. Um, Aaron, my first question for you today is, um, since graduation, let's talk about your career as a financial associate. Yeah, so going out of college, I I
2: studied financial planning at Liberty University there. Um, The CFP track, which stands for Certified Financial Planner. Uh, Basically, you go through, it's it's a couple years of uh, experience requirement that you have to have, as, as well as passing the exam. Uh, and some, some core education courses related to it that you take. And then ultimately, once you complete all of those categories, you're able to call yourself a certified financial planner. So I've I completed those steps, um, started out in Atlanta, Georgia, legacy planning advisors there. I uh, got my feet wet and then made a jump back up to, to D.C., a little bit closer to home, and I'm at Keel Point now, working in the Horizon family office.
1: All right. Outstanding, man. Um, and I know, um, being in fi- finance, that can't be easy. So what you're doing is, um, <laughs> is definitely outstanding. So keep up the good work. Um, coach G I'm gonna kick it back over to you.
0: You know what coach quick as, as uh, as you just laid that down and, and Aaron uh, put the icing on the cake. Uh, I oh. want, I want to go down the road with this. So, so your typical day, if you don't mind it, I, I I know you, I know yeah. you, and, and I've known you, oh my gosh, uh, 18 years now. Uh, and you, <laughs> you I, I know you like structure. I know you like to know, you know your next move and you, and you, it's all about planning and execution. So if you don't mind, take our listeners uh, through uh, the steps of your, a, a typical day, you know, starting from the time you get up to, you know, kind of give us some highlights there, if you don't mind. Yeah. So a day to day, typically I
2: would, I would say I have two categories of, of a workday. Some are, are loaded with, with meetings and others are kind of like um, it's, a, it's a tried and true work day. You're there to get tasks done. So it kind of varies between those two. Um, if, I, if I'm going to have a, a lot of Zoom meetings in a particular day, it starts out kind of getting up probably an hour or two earlier, to be honest, just to make sure I can get the tasks done that I'm uh, supposed to get done that day. Um, but I, I would say in an, an ideal in, in and typical week, I'll start it out. Everything starts out of setting out the list. It's really similar to sports and it's really into basketball. Is, is what's the plan for that day? The, the practice plan, whatever it want to look, whatever you want it to look like. Uh, I keep my to do list. There's a, a software that I have there. Um, I've got about five different things that I'm I more or less uh, equivocate to being like a warm up of sorts. Um, that, that's checking different things for clients, looking at looking at accounts, checking cash balances. Uh, making sure things transferred over from the prior day, following up from emails um, that had been sent out overnight, things like that, um, setting out the calendar for the day, um, looking at what Zooms will be there. And that's that's kind of how the, the day starts, uh, really kind of prepping it and see what's, what needs to be accomplished for that given day. Uh, from there, a lot of times there will typically be a meeting or two first thing in the morning. Uh, that will either be internal to a particular team that I'm on or uh, across just like working with someone else on a particular task, the presentation that we have with the client that's coming up. Uh, most of that is what takes up probably three hours of the morning. Um, go from there. I'll typically try to throw in some sort of stuff that's going to kind of expand my mind, something that's going to challenge after that. Like, it can be very repetitive kind of seen on a Zoom call, especially nowadays. Uh, so I try to get something that's going to expand my mind. With one of the projects that we're on, think something that's creative outside of the box. Try to look at it in a different way than how it's currently being looked at, and a lot, a lot of times it leads to some sort of efficiency being improved. Um, whether it's using Excel in a in a different way, using a shortcut of sorts, or whether it's uh, just improving how I organize the day to day, I've I've probably every couple months changed. Or not in a significant way, but in a small way, how I organize and keep up with a lot of the projects that are going on for the families that we work with. And it just helps us serve them better, which is, is, is really the idea and the heart of it all. Wow. Um, other than that, a lot of it's it's interacting with clients, calling, um, catching them up, giving them updates on certain things. There's a lot of different moving projects. Um, only because I know, because I recently saw like the year-end update of my task list, it probably looks at doing about 70 to 80 things on a given day of, of of hard and true tasks and then certainly a lot of emails back and forth and several Zoom meetings from there. But, yeah, that's hopefully that
0: gives some good context for you. Yes, sir, man. So, listen, for all you, you young folks out there and even you aspiring people that want to go back, so it's all about being organized. It's all about having a game plan, and Aaron, you know, he did an eloquent job as as he can, you know, made that contrast as it relates to sports and having that game plan. So, you know, it, it, you know what, Coach Quick, it, it's almost like when yes, you sir. go to it's almost like you go to practice and people don't have a practice plan. You know, exactly. you, you know, you run out there, and you go, right, well, we're gonna do layups. And as soon as they get like three layups done, all right, let's switch over and shoot free throws. You know, so and, and 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 I appreciate Aaron really going there because you know, a lot of young people don't realize you have to understand uh, what it takes to plan behind the scenes. Because you know, when he's checking those zeros and checking people's accounts, uh, I guarantee you, uh, he ain't talking no small potatoes, you know. So, in that, <laughs> pe- people, people want to know where where, do, where do those commas break and uh, and where I need to put those dollar symbols. So, with that, I'll kick it over to you, Coach Chuck. Uh,
1: Yes, sir. Aaron, um, to that freshman in college that wants the, the FA career path, what would be your conversation with the person and what guidance would you give them? Yeah, I would say that, uh, if you're looking at getting into
2: financial advice, um, there's, a, there's a few different avenues you can go. There's, there's really, there's, the, what you can call investment management, which is um, stock selection, things like that, uh, mutual fund selection, whatever you want to call it. You can go that route, certainly. There's there's some planning routes as well, which is, I, I would say, the side that I ended up going towards, uh, which goes a little – it still involves very much so investment selection and, and management. and gets more into the topics of around estate and tax planning. Um, and that's that was what interested me the most because I, I felt – that it was the most correlated to baseball, which is where my mind best worked from a, a sports standpoint, and how to kind of manage a, a season and a team within that. Um, so that's that's what I I fell in love with the state and tax planning. To be honest, um, what I would tell a freshman in, in college now, looking at it, is consider something that you en- enjoy doing, and then dive deeper into that topic of it. Um, a lot of times, I suggest to folks like. Right, if you think that you enjoy investments, go read about an investment topic that honestly doesn't at first interest you, um uh, which which might sound a little bit weird, but if there's if, if if it's particular that you enjoy individual companies, if you like reading about Apple and Ford and Tesla. Like those are very easy things then for you to get into. But if you get into more of the, the option strategy, things like that, that's might be a bad example because that's that's a hot topic right now. Um, but it, uh, fixed income strategies, things like that. If it's something that isn't immediately attractive to you, read about that. And if the general structure of that interests you, then you've got a really good inclination of the side of the business you want to go into. But if it's more of the, the setting up and preparing something and what it should look like, which is a little bit more of the estate and tax side and kind of filtering that out, then you find those topics and you look that way. Um, that, that's kind of the general guidance I would look at. But at the same time, there's a lot of room for mistakes in terms of figuring out which side of the industry, and it could be a combination of both. Uh, and then there's a lot of firms and especially a lot of places that have good internships when you're in college that you can go get your feet wet and kind of figure it out.
1: Yes, sir. Outstanding. Um, Coach
0: G, I kick it over to you. Man, I tell you what, if he, if he ain't laying it down for you, he, you know, so so here's the thing. Don't call Coach Quick in North Carolina. Don't call me BA, and ask who Aaron Eppard is. You just need to keep listening to the show. Make sure you got your ducks in the row. Uh, because he's going to take you there and he's going to drop, continue to drop some knowledge on all of it. So with that, we're going to step away, but who we have on via telephone from the nation's capital is Mr. Aaron Everett. And we'll be back after this quick break. You're listening to basketball more than a game with coach Goings and coach quick. All right, so we're back in. This is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick and our very special guest via telephone is financial associate, Mr. Aaron Effort. He is originally from Augusta County, uh, grew up in the area, went to uh, Fort Defiance High School and graduate of Liberty University. Now he's in the nation's capital. Making it happen, shaking it up, and you know what? Just being the moving shaker. That number one, I knew he, I knew he was gonna be that way from the one the first times I ever met him. He was just always a hard charger, always dialed into the process. So here's where we are gonna go as we move into our fast break session and we're gonna kind of pick up the pace. When I say pick up the pace, here you go, Aaron. You're living in D.C. now, and you just moved from the A.T.L. So that's that's two major yeah. metropolitan cities. And so I'm gonna put you on the spot and say, <laughs> out, out, out of D.C. and the ATL, what city do you prefer and why?
2: Hmm. As far as working, I, I think I like D.C. Um, over the, between the two. I, I think it's a uh, it's it's fairly competitive environment. It's also much smaller um, than what a lot of people think of it as. It gets certainly it's very televised, just given the um, proximity to politics, capital building those things like that. Uh, but it, it's really a close knit environment. There's a lot of people, um, especially within the same age range, they're working. It's, it's very competitive. Um, so it really kind of turns into, a, it's got a college feel. Um, like in the house that I live in, there's a couple other houses nearby uh, where it, like they're from Mississippi, they work for their staffers in Mississippi, things like that. Um, it's got, just got a fun, competitive environment. A lot of people getting out. Like my house, we just do tons of competitive stuff. Like we have a, a random push-up competition, things like that, just like out of the blue. Um, and that's that's really kind of the vibe of DC that I've I've really grown to appreciate. But in the same sense, you you really can't beat the community that comes in Atlanta. Um, it's, it's a very close knit environment. It's, it's very much so kind of that Southern hospitality feel a lot of really, really, really good food in Atlanta. Uh, you really can't beat that at all. Um, uh, so
0: it's, it's hard to compare from a, from a career standpoint and probably give the lean to DC to maybe on the personal to Atlanta. All right. All right, man. I, as, as coach quick, man, when you, when, you, when you, when you hobnobbing in them two cities, uh, you, you're networking like no other. So whip that out. Kick it to coach Q.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, Aaron, man, yeah, it's like you all in my head uh, uh, as far as my next question goes. You know, uh, while in the ATL, what was your favorite restaurant that you frequented? Lovey's Barbecue. It is.
2: In, uh, it's in it's in Buckhead here in Atlanta, and that was actually the first restaurant that I went to when I moved here. My family and I we went there, and then I think I went there on like three times over the next like two weeks. Uh, but it's really <laughs> great spot. As soon as you get off Georgia 400, uh, exit two, make a make a right when you're going on on uh, Piedmont Road, right when you're about to cross the Lennox Road. You kind of so odd little way of having to get back around into the parking lot. But once you get inside, food is fantastic.
1: Man, yeah. So,
2: what was your favorite meal there? Uh, I well, it's, it's, <laughs> I can eat a lot sometimes. So that a meal might sound like a little bit crazy, but I, I would go for half rack of ribs. Uh, smoked brisket, pulled pork sandwich, mac and cheese, cornbread, <laughs> <laughs> and some banana pudding with uh, sweet tea.
0: Oh, <laughs> man! I, I, I get, I get ready to say he must have. Sounds like he got that on Speed Dial or DoorDash, and uh, he, he, he may yeah. have, he may have them delivering in DC. Uh, if we can, yes. uh, if, if we can, Matt, coach quick if if we ever down to at ATL we have to pull up in there and say uh, hey you know Aaron Epperd they be like yeah they, he he usually sits right over here in this booth right over here on the left so yes, but, but, but but no uh, that's uh, right, so I'm gonna kind of piggyback off on that so what, what's your favorite uh, what's your favorite eating spot in DC? oh favorite
1: eating
2: spot in DC. Hmm. A uh, place called Jimmy T's. So it's uh, it's it's on Capitol Hill where I live. there, just a few blocks down, but it's a uh, it's a cash only breakfast spot that's in the in the bottom floor of someone's house.
1: Oh wow! Uh, so
2: it's really unique setup. It's a uh, husband and wife couple that run it. It's really simple menu. You can either get a whole pancake and eggs, or a whole waffle and eggs, or half a pancake and eggs, or half a waffle and eggs, and then obviously coffee um and it runs you like about like five or six dollars um so it's it's pretty great so i've i've been uh visiting jimmy t's a bit frequently
0: here i'll tell you what, all right so hey coach quick we, we, you know what we, we we let's see so we know what we're gonna eat when we go south and we'll know <laughs> what we'll drop in uh when we go to the, the nation's capital so appreciate uh appreciate aaron sharing those uh nice little uh Uh, matter of fact, what's the show called? Uh, uh, um, Driving Dimes and Diners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, so we have to get on that, diners and driving, yes, sir, yes, sir. We'll have to do that, Coach. Quick, we have to take our show on the road and and go eat in a couple spots that some of our guests have been on. So, here, Aaron, as we kind of transitioning uh, into a little bit of the sports deal, uh, folks, uh, Aaron played high school, Uh, he was a standout quarterback as well as baseball, uh, basically, uh, on the mound. And, and doing that, Aaron, you had a, a, when I say different type of approach, you, you had a different mindset, uh, more so than the average high school athlete. What brought that out and what made you, uh, the competitor on, in both of those uh, sports. And if you don't mind sharing that.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think the, uh, the mindset difference was, is a lot of it's a product of good coaching. Um, I had a lot of emphasis on preparation in the offseason and during season. Um, in, in baseball, Coach Baworski at Stewart's Draft and then uh, Coach Spots at Fort Defiance. Coach Spots was famous for talking about being triple prepared. Uh, he wanted us to bring our uh, our hoodies and jackets even when it was 80-degree weather uh, on a bus just because you never know. You never know what could happen. It could all of a sudden start snowing. And a little bit was <laughs> theatrics in that, but the uh, the thought behind it stayed very true. And the same could be said with Coach Bowers and Coach Roth in football, both of those same places, And that so much of the product that was on the field was was built by preparation. And I, I think when you've put a lot of work into something and you've made that investment off the field, the, the passion and the care for, for performing well, but in, in performing in big environments just kind of come, comes out naturally. Um, when you care about something, it, it's, it's going to show. Uh, it's gonna be contagious, and so I, I had a good, I was a good product of good
0: coaching, and also had a lot of really good teammates who, who cared about the same cause. You know what? That's uh, that's exactly right. And I tell you what, there's been Coach Quick. There's many a cold Friday night, man. We'd go sit in them stands, uh, <laughs> and, and pull. Uh, what what we' What were you number five, right? Wasn't that your? What was your, what was uh, Yeah,
2: number number 5 and number 3. Yeah, number, so that transition switched up a little
0: bit. Yeah, yeah, number I know number 5 when it was at Fort Defiance, man, it would be when it goes quick when I say it was cold, I'm talking dude, it'd be cold. <laughs> it cold. Yeah, quick. I can't imagine. <laughs> We'd be wrapped up, man, it was like game over holiday and getting the car, get to the house, man. But no, it was uh it was a I mean, and you and you don't realize that, you know, those years are gone uh and you don't get it, you know, you don't get a chance to really do that. I don't get a chance to really do to, every now and then, I slide to a high school game now and then. But then it was, you know, you you had a vested vested interest. You were really hoping, uh, you know, to the team to do well. But most importantly, you were there supporting a young man that you knew that had such great potential, and you just wanted to always be there, uh, and and, and pull for him. So in that, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna step away, and pay a few bills. We have on other none other than Mr. Aaron Eppert, financial associate, who lives in the nation's capital. So we'll be back and talk more with Erin. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goings and Coach Quick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back on, and you know what? You say, man, Coach, man, you guys are... Y'all don't talk barbecue, y'all don't talk breakfast. Yeah, we we, we, we touch a little bit of everything because our very special guest, Mr. Aaron Effett, who works for Kill Point, uh, and he is in the nation's capital, and he is a financial associate. And, of course, we have the, the co-host of the year, uh, who is a former player of mine. And, again, it's, just, it's great to have these young guys on, helping the older guy out, uh, keeping my mind sharp. But, Coach Quick, I'll see you locked and loaded for In the Paint.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, Aaron, as Coach G just said, I played for him. I would have enjoyed blocking for you as your as your starting center. You know, you were the quarterback, so I would have enjoyed that. that very much. Yes, sir. Damn. Okay, the, my first question um, as far as in the paint. As a PK, you have attended in a lot of church services. <laughs> How has this impacted your life? You know, I'll, I'll answer it from,
2: from two perspectives, and uh, the first one being when you're a pastor's kid, there's pretty much only one church that you go to. So a lot of other people's experience, they've, they've gone to multiple churches. I didn't really have that, uh, I don't want to call it luxury. I didn't have that option, especially as a kid. So I remember going to college, and the first time I, I went to a different church, it was just, it was a completely new experience. And it, it was just hilarious to me. I was like, oh. I was like, wait! I was like, what? What's going on? One, you don't know anyone, and it was like, but also, no one, no one knows who I am. They don't know any stories. Like, there's no, no one's talking about me in the sermon. This is much different. So it's uh, there's, there's that side of it, um, and then I, I would say the other perspective of it is, is not to be churchy and say blessed, but I, I have significantly been blessed by the church and the community within. Um, when I, I think about a lot of the people that have impacted my life there, you know, my work ethic. And how I go about my business is, is very much so impacted by the people that I've I've been able to meet and have relationship with there. Um, and so it's far beyond just being in service, things like that. You get to do life with people that go about it in a, in a, in a strong, right-standing way, have integrity with, with what they do. And I, I've just come to really appreciate that and recognize it. And my life from here on out will forever be benefited from it.
1: Yes, sir. I I think that's out, outstanding and amazing. It just sounds like you know, being a PK, your your steps were ordered by the Lord, and um, you just going on to have a blissful and um and great life. And man, I just um, I just like to say to you, continue um to do what you're doing, and I bid you Godspeed along the way. Well, thank you, Cynthia. You, yeah.
0: you know what? Yes, that sir. That's uh, yeah. It, it t- I tell you, Coach Quickman, man. This guy, I'm telling, he's the up and coming man. You mean yes, so sir. don't, don't, you mean, don't, don't, don't be surprised one day you see this young man's name on a ballot somewhere. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm, 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 just telling you how it is. No. So for the folks that, for folks that don't know, uh, Aaron and I have had, uh, we've had a couple opportunities to, to go to the big apple. Uh, and that, uh, and that's been our, uh, trip that we were doing almost annually. Sure. Uh, I, I think, well, we, I, we went three, three, uh, three times and that was up to BTIG. Yeah. I was up on Wall Street, Coach Quick. So, you know, we got out of the car, man. You know, we, man, they were, you know, f- cameras flashing, like, who's these guys? You know, so we would go up and, <laughs> and uh, you know, we would be up there. And it was just, hey, it was just a room full of uh, stars. And of course, uh, BTIG was a, a huge day, a charity day to where our good friend Ralph Sampson would be representing uh, Act Sports, um, which is our uh, sports uh, program through the church. Uh, yes. Where of course you know Aaron's dad, and Pastor Ray was on a couple of weeks ago, uh, and again Aaron and I would go up. You know we'd have a great time. We'd leave up. We'd drive up. Uh, sometimes you know we pick Ralph up at the airport. One trip you know he came. He drove. He rode with us uh, up. And you know, Aaron and I always had a good. And I tell you this. And then I get back to it. One time we were go I, I guess the, the last time we were going, we we tried to call in and get on Stephen A's. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> radio show so I was I'm dragging, constantly calling constantly calling. and then finally uh, the call went through and I asked a question guess I said well we already moved on from that subject said, well it ain't my fault that you've already that took me for, <laughs> took me forever to, to get on the call but no that trip and actually Aaron and I we, we caught the subway we went to uh, we went to the Yankees game uh so yep. yeah we've uh we painted the town and I, 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 oh the last one i'll tell you coach quick we did it was a little chilly uh we should have had on some heavier coats and we didn't so we end up going up to concession stand and we were eating some ice cream <laughs> yes sir <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it, it was, we was eating some ice cream and i think aaron had aaron had two or three aaron had two or three plastic spoons and and he and he was he was celebrating the the fans of uh yankee stadium by breaking a plastic spoon and they were flying they were flying all apart the, the, the plastic spoons were breaking and flying all in the stands and we was oh we're sorry excuse us and we'd pull another one yes <laughs> sir it was comedic riding. oh yes, great. <laughs> so that was uh so those trips man i tell you Aaron, I, I would never forget that i can be 110 years old and uh, in the nurse <laughs> home, but every every mile, every step of the way, it was a pleasure that uh, you were always Absolutely. there, uh, and we always had a great time. And just want to share that. So, in that, we want to turn uh and look at more of a uh the college game now, and get your opinion because you know you you know you, you stay pretty close and dialed into to a lot of things as it relates to to sport. So, in that, what what is your what is I, Tell us, you know, what is your opinion about the the whole transfer portal kind of two-part court, the transfer portal, as well as name, image, and likeness?
2: Yeah, I think the the transfer portal is, is interesting. It looks very unique, and it probably won't look like it again for a while. A lot of it's due to the, uh, the COVID year that a lot of athletes are getting, having just that additional year of eligibility. So they're not only evaluating just like where they're going to play, but also they're now looking at grad school, things like that. So it, it just poses a lot of, uh, complexity. So I think that's why you're seeing a lot of a lot, at least a lot of the fourth and fifth year guys that are in, in girls that are, they're transferring quite frequently. Um, and then obviously name image likeness is, is starting to add to that, especially in football. Um, but really the the NIL, that is, has been really long overdue, um, and whether it be from the, the player's perspective or not, just the ability for them to earn income while they are in school. And, and that was something that it was just heavily restricted, that to a, a normal student, they didn't have that restriction placed upon them. Um, and so at, at a certain point, it was really kind of an inequity that if a student can go out and have a job and the student athlete is supposed to be a student first, they should be able to at least do the same thing. And so if, if a, a student in college can drop out or if a student in college can start a business and have incredible success based on that, and for the same thing, an athlete should be able to do the same for the time that they're there. Um, and so it's, it's a good opportunity. It'll help a lot of student-athletes especially, and I think it'll limit the amount of, uh, amount of players that go pro too soon. And that's just going to help overall personal development as well as athletic development. Guys are going to be coming out of out of college a bit more mature, and that, that can only be to the to the good. And in both for the uh, the leagues that they end up playing in, but also for their respective institutions, um, it's just it's going to be much more helpful. There's much more incentive to stay around for that fourth year. Games are going to be much more competitive. Um, hopefully it'll come back to, I mean, really the most recent time that I remember a strong rivalry was uh, 2004, 2005 Duke UNC um, when you had guys like Raymond Felton, JJ Redick who were there for several years, and then those those guys were just duking it out. When I, I guess it's a poor uh, choice of words for that rivalry, so I guess you can see my bias. <laughs> but that's that's kind of where it was. I think hopefully that's where it will return to uh, basketball could sure use it. There's a lot of guys that are just, it's it's certainly great if they can get the paycheck, but there's, there's guys that are leaving a little bit early for what their, uh, their
0: body can actually handle in an 82 game season. So it'll be interesting. Wow. That's it, man. So yeah. co- coach quick, man, do, do, do you see why the young man's on the show?
1: Definitely, because
0: he's laying dimes on cowboys right now. I tell you what. I mean, I I know you had to, you know, light up when he went when he went back and was talking about uh, about them hills, and uh, you know it. And with that, all right. So I'll go ahead and kick it over to you, Coach.
1: Yeah, can I piggyback a little bit off of what Aaron just um, was talking about? Aaron, I completely agree with you with the name, image, and likeness. Because, man, uh, I look at these universities, and they're making so much money off the kids. So finally, it's time that these kids are able to make a little bit of something. And like you said, everybody is not ready to to be a first-round pick in the NBA draft or the NFL draft or the Major League Baseball draft, So allow these kids an opportunity to, to, to make a little money to help them throughout their college days because there's some kids in college, man, who they struggle. They struggle, don't have enough money to eat with, you know, at times. Yeah, certainly. So, uh, you know, give these kids a chance to make money. And and now as far as the transfer portal goes, I'm 50-50 on it, man, because I'm looking at it like this right here. You got, okay, I heard somebody say the other day, it's allowing kids to give up on a situation rather than stick it out at a university that you committed to um, at the beginning of your recruiting process. So these kids now, today, some of them just don't want to work hard anymore. But then I look at it from this perspective. You got coaches who give up on on these schools before big, big time bowl games. So yeah, I, so I can't be mad at the kid for wanting to transfer to another university, but, yeah, I, certainly. I just wanted to pick find out what your thoughts was about that.
2: Yeah, I like what you said and'll and I'll, I'll piggyback on it as well. For a player coming into a school, I, hopefully the current issues of transferring now makes recruiting a bit more honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so, there's a lot of coaches that will go into living rooms and, and promise a lot. When two years later they're not even going to be at the school, and they're already thinking about it. Um, it'll be—that's at least my hope for it. And I, I think it'll make sports more competitive in some areas and, and less so in others. Um, but in, in, in reality, hopefully, in five, ten years from now, it's actually going to allow that student athlete who's hearing these big promises to kind of weed out the falsehood of it um when you've got five different coaches who are promising you the same thing that they're promising the other quarterback there's there's an element of like okay go and compete with that guy went out the job but then also it's kind of like well, who, who, who actually means what they're saying mm. um and so that's it, it puts students in a tough spot that an athlete a student athlete has that a student a, a typical student does not um and so that's It'll be interesting. It's, it's a tough one to really kind of evaluate because there are guys that I, I played with that did transfer and they 100% were giving up. Um, but the, those guys, they gave up in practice all the time. Mm-hmm. So you, you know who those folks are. Um, and that stuff's just clear. Um, whereas whereas otherwise, you know, the guys who are there grinding, guys who obviously have the talent. You know, Virginia Tech had some quarterbacks a few years ago that I just remember it was just obvious that candidly they were better. Um, not to get into whether or why they weren't playing is, you know, you're not in the locker room every day, so you don't know exactly. But they just weren't playing, and, you know, they go there, and two of those guys had transferred to Virginia Tech. And then so you're mm-hmm. thinking, like, oh, okay, it's an opportunity to start, and then they got there, and they're, they're clearly performing better. And it's just – it's interesting. So hopefully that's my long-winded uh, – Answer to say. Hopefully, recruiting comes becomes a bit more honest.
1: <laughs> hey, I, I like it. I mean, I, and you're you're absolutely correct. Coaches go into um, kids' homes. They they promise them this. They promise them that. And then you get there. And then who's to say you're not going to be over recruiting You know. Yeah. So I, you know, I have an issue with that too. But then I look at the situation, um, the Walker Kessler situation in North Carolina mm. this past year. Mm-hmm. Kessler yep. was practically, he was going to be the man or the man next in line to Baycott. He gave up. He chose to go yep. leave, leave and go. I, maybe he just wanted to get closer to home. I don't know. But, uh, you yep. know, I have, I have sporadic feelings about that situation. So that's why I brought it <laughs> up. <laughs> but moving no, on, I'll take it over to you,
0: Coach G. So, listen, we have on Aaron Effort. Uh, he is a financial associate along with, yes, Coach Quick is in and we're dialing in. We're going to step away, pay a few more bills and we'll be right back visit our website coach always learn to pass process attitude sacrifice
2: satisfaction
0: so aaron this is called our uh, our our favorite uh, favorite sports team slash player uh, so i know uh if, if i'm correct and Hopefully I hadn't lost my mind. So one basically your baseball team, of course, would be the Yankees. And then uh, your uh, football team would be the Steelers. And that if you don't mind share with the listening audience and our young folks, who is your favorite (laughs) New York Yankee and why?
2: All time is going to be Derek Jeter. Um, and that's, that's an easy response. Um, you know, you really grow to appreciate there, there's people that, like, now in being in the general work, workforce population, having people at your place of business that you know going in every day are there for the same reason, uh, for the same cause, that share the same work ethic with you and lead from that is just a huge benefit. Um, and so, seeing that as a kid in Derek Jeter, it was just obvious. You know, he made the Yankees better. Um, not just with his talent level, but with how he played the game, the consistency showing up every single day, putting on the uniform, playing like a Yankee should, winning like they should,
0: losing like they should. Um, Derek Jeter, hands down. Amen, amen. And so, all right, so, let's let's check. Let, let's let's go. Uh, let's go to the Steel City, and uh, let's see who your all-time favorite Steeler is.
1: Yeah, all-time definitely Jerome
2: Bettis. Uh, you can't beat the way he closed out his career with the Steelers. Obviously, he spent a little bit of time with the Rams. But to win the Super Bowl as your final game is one thing, but then to do it in your hometown uh, after extending it that last season and winning it the way he did was huge. And then obviously having to give a little bit of nod to uh, to Ben Roethlisberger and this likely being his. Um, I think it, it was well, 2004. That was when you guys, Lamont, started coming to the church. That was like the first year. And I remember when Brad and I we started really paying attention to the uh, to the Steelers, and that was when they drafted Big Ben. So he feels like a a little bit of a marker in time uh, in my own life. So I definitely got to give him that nod.
0: You know what? That's that's funny that you bring that up because the last game, Brad, Colin says, "Hey, he says I'm gonna come by and watch the game." And and he walked in, and he ran in his, his uh no in his old closet. The next thing I know, he walks in and has his Ben jersey. He said, and and, and, and it, it, it was pretty funny. He says. Like, he said, "Daddy said it really hit me." He said, "You know, th- th- he's the only co- he's the only he's the only quarterback that I really know," and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, man." Because I, you say that I think back on the old. I think you guys were in youth and little, y'all were little bitty fans, <laughs> and I think yeah. y- y- you had on the Steeler jersey and Brad had on the Steeler jersey, and you pulled, <laughs> and you pulled that picture up, and you y'all, y'all might have been, you know, seven eight years old. And I'm just like, man. I said, and that's the thing. I mean, so many, so many playoff games we watched together. So many, because Coach Quick, what we used to do is go over to Aaron's uh, mom and dad's uh, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and right. uh, and the last Super Bowl we won when uh, San Antonio Holmes caught that in the corner. <laughs> in the corner, I thought we were gonna tear Vic's house up. <laughs> Water Pack. Water, water Pack. Oh my God! It absolutely. was. I mean we i I don't know about it, but Aaron and I knew it was a touchdown because he and I he and I went, we went absolutely crazy <laughs> uh on that. But I mean and, and those are the things, and that just memories and, and now we look years later. Uh our our special guest is he's making things pop uh in the nation's capital and, and I couldn't be uh happier for him and his mom and dad. So with that, we're gonna slide on into what we call the name game. And we okay. got uh, we got f- uh, we got three names down here, Aaron. And uh, okay. and what we ask you to do is when I drop these names in, you know, just you know, tell us what comes to mind, and then you can uh, then you can take uh, take us wherever you want to go with that. So the first name, Rip. Zach Eppert. <laughs> Uh
2: a good corner three point shooter for sure. Uh, also <laughs> happens to be my be my brother there. <laughs> uh, pretty <laughs> avid fisherman. Um, which I would imagine then has a significant about uh, significantly higher level of patience and attention span than I do because I, I, I cannot do that. I, I can fish for five to ten minutes. but other than that, yeah,
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent. Excellent. All right, next one. Liz effort
2: <laughs> Somehow organized uh, with all the the chaos that comes with being a teacher, um, somehow organized and pulling the strings together. Um, incredibly apt at coordinating across schedules. When you have my, my dad's schedule with the church, especially growing up, uh, my brother's sports schedule, my own sports schedule, somehow she would always end up being relatively at all three of those things. And so that, that's always uh, certainly a nod that you can make to, to her there as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And last, but oh,
2: and she is my mom for the crowd.
0: That's I, don't think <laughs> yeah, I, said I was gonna say uh, <laughs> there's gotta be there's gotta be one more piece. Right, and, and last but not least, Ray Effort. <laughs> uh, he is a, a pastor. Also happens to be my
2: dad. Um, I, I would say it's funny to think about like the uh, the teams that we like. You know, both being the Steelers and the Yankees. You know, he's been with the church and, and my mom as well there for, for quite a while and, and typically with pastors it, a lot of it's denomination based see a lot of bouncing around um, from church to church but to be uh to doing it to be doing it at the same spot for so long with the same people on staff joe and tracy gloria and the like um it's, it's it's almost reflective of the steelers and the yankees that culture of people locking in buying in and being invested
0: well excellent excellent i couldn't uh, couldn't have said it couldn't have said it the most so whip that coach quick I'll kick it over to you for your closing comments.
1: Yes, sir. Aaron, i just like to say it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today as our guest. Um, we've had fun so far, you know, just sitting here talking about life, skills, and success, as well as um, we got to even throw some sports in there. So that meant everything. And uh, I just want to piggyback off something you said about Jerome Bettis. What an outstanding way to end his career. And he also has a pretty awesome commercial on right now with the Manning <laughs> brothers that I seen today. And um, I, I just like to say, I hope that lightning strikes in a bottle and um, <laughs> Big Ben and your stillers in this see. game the right way and win a Super Bowl this year. Um I being a Redskins fan, I can't believe I'm saying that. But <laughs> hey, well let me correct myself a watch them football team fan. Um but um it's just been a pleasure man to have you on the show. Um I bid you Godspeed speed and everything that you that you got going on in your life right now. So just continue to put one foot in front of the other and um keep pressing forward. And um That's let's it. go stillers. Hey, let's go Steelers!
0: I appreciate it. Same to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so Aaron, man, as uh, as I make my <laughs> as I make my remarks here, man, so I, it's it's been uh, it has been absolutely uh, God sent to to know you, uh, to see you grow as a as a as a small kid uh, that always was focused, <laughs> dedicated, passionate, uh, and to be able to be the the young man that you have become. Uh, and, 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 you know, you, you know how you and I roll when, when you come and, and I see you at churches and it's just like, you know, and there he is. I, I, I don't like to leave, not unless I'm able to, to put my eyeballs on you and shake your hand embrace and just to see how you're doing. Um, and you know, your dad and I's relationship, uh, but you, you are a special guy and I'm just not staying, saying that because you're on the show. Uh, so my challenge is do whatever God has called you to do. Uh, be the leader that he has uh, allowed you to be. Carry the mantle uh, as you're supposed to carry it. And what I mean by that is, when when it comes your way, pick it up and go, uh, and just become who you. Because you, you you are setting you are setting yourself you're setting yourself up for greatness. And I've always said that, and I'm saying it publicly. So I just uh, commend you for your leadership, your ability to process your ability to see things that are not as though they were and just believing in yourself. So with that, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much no, thank you. for what you do. So in that, I'll turn it over to you for your final comments.
2: No, I, I appreciate that. and it's, it's really fun getting to know you and your family and the trips we've had, all the different basketball games, seeing coach Capel and the success he's had with his coaching career and just allowing me to to see that in such a close uh, close setting and inviting others in is, is something that's just true of, of your nature. Um, and so that's that's always been a privilege to have that honor. Um, my My closing re- remarks and, and hopefully it goes to some of the the athletes and really even the former athletes listening, um, is a lot of times there can be questions whether or not to to go for it. Um, whether or not you'll make it, whether, whatever that goal may be, to make it professionally, to play in college, to make a team, uh, to start on a team, whatever that may be for you, whatever it looks like. Um, and, I, and I would I would say this person on the other side, even if you don't reach the ultimate, the fact that you go for it, if you go for it with everything you have, it's going to pay dividends for you in the future. Um, had I not gone for things in the way that I did in sports and tried to recover from knee surgery, Uh, to try to go after playing professional baseball in the way that I did, my professional career now would would look a lot different. Um, And I'll I'll share a personal story of why that's relevant and why an athletic career growing up is so useful for the long term. When I took the CFP exam, I failed it the first time, which was certainly not the most exciting feeling. But I remember the day that I actually took the exam the first time. I, I took it in downtown Atlanta. Um, before I even went back to look at my test results, I went to the park and I ran in 92 degree weather and I decided I'm going to run until I can't like run anymore. I'm going to wear myself out and like do this thing. And then I'm going to go back. I'm not going to look at it yet. And I did, I realized I didn't, I didn't pass. And then what I did is the very next day I started studying again. There wasn't a lag time. Um, and now a lot of that's because of sports, you know, growing up, I played a ton of sports when football season ended, basketball started the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was how you did it. And so there's, I would say, don't be afraid to go for it. Don't be afraid to go after it. It's it's going to pay dividends. Um, it's going to work out. It just may not look exactly like you think it will, but it will certainly be worth it in the long run. Amen.
0: Amen. Coach quick, get us to the locker room.
1: Yes, sir. For coach Goins, our special guest, Aaron Eppert, financial associate for kill point. And for myself, Coach Quick, we'll see you in the gym.
0: You've been listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Our podcast is available on podbean.com.